You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 180. Stop emotional eating with Allison Cady. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. If you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hey, Mama. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here. And boy, last week's episode about parenting when you're sick really came at the right time. I heard from some of you that it really hit home and helped remind you that it's okay to slow down and take care of yourself, which was the whole point. So anytime you need a little refresher or reminder about that, you'll have it at episode 179. Today's episode is an interview with my friend and fellow life coach, Allison Cady. Allison and I got to know each other pretty well over the last six months through a mastermind for coaches. And as part of that group, we all coached each other. And I think Allison is really personable. She's good at asking the right questions. I love her no-nonsense approach. And she recently switched her focus from helping multi-level marketers to helping women lose weight and have healthy relationships with food and their bodies. I know that January is a time when lots of moms recommit to healthy eating habits and weight loss, so I wanted to have Allison come on the podcast and talk about her own weight loss journey and how she can support you in yours. So please enjoy this interview with Allison Katie. So Allison Katie, you're on episode 180, and I'm such a nerd that I thought about how that rhymes before we came on this call together. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> um, I love to rhyme. So Alice and Katie on episode 180, tell us all about yourself and your family. Yeah. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Um, my name's Allison Katie. I'm a certified weight and life coach, and I show women, perfectionistic women, more specifically how to lose weight for the last time and keep it off. Um, my story is I have three kids, uh, nine, six, and four, and I really struggled with motherhood. Um, I've always been like a yo-yo dieter my whole life. Like I would, um, be really strict on a diet and lose a bunch of weight. And then I would like go on vacation and get off the diet and then be off for months and gain all the weight back. And then when I had my first baby, I never lost the baby weight. And then I really struggled with motherhood and, um, just kind of feeling like inadequate, like I wasn't doing it right. So then I ate and drank more. And then we struggled to get pregnant with our second baby. Um, and I was actually advised by the doctor to lose some weight. So I lost some weight, did some acupuncture, got pregnant after my second baby, I gained so much weight with the pregnancy that I would like cry because I was in so much pain. Okay. What is so much weight? Tell us. Um, I went, I gained 70 pounds with my second baby. So, um, and I was like, go, I ate breakfast at McDonald's every day. I would have two or three breakfasts and then I would have two or three lunches. I mean, I felt like I ate a lot and I, I, um, was in a lot of physical pain. So as soon as he was born, he was born on a Friday on Monday, I went and joined weight watchers and I lost 85 pounds very quickly and I've kept it off for six years, but I did it from a place of like really 
guilt and shame. Like I have a loud internal bully. So I just kind of, um, shamed myself into being very strict and through coaching, I found coaching three years ago. What I've learned is how to, to love myself through, um, the emotions and through motherhood and through weight and how to have a different relationship with food. So ultimately what I've done is I've changed my relationship with food. I was very black and white before where it was like, I'm either all on or I'm not. And now, um, that's not the way of my life. And I see that very much with motherhood as well. Like I have a perfectionistic expectation of what it should look like. Obviously most of the times it doesn't look like that. And so I get really down on myself. And so coaching has really helped me in both of those areas. What I do with my gals are help them learn how to, um, lose the weight from a, without being perfect, basically. Mm, Yeah. All right. You said so much in that short little introduction. What was the thought going through your head when you were eating during your pregnancy? I'm just wondering, cause I remember, you know, being pregnant, getting pregnant and thinking like that I had a pass to eat whatever I wanted. Mm -hmm. I wasn't even aware of like how much was the healthy weight to put on, or I wasn't thinking really about what I was, it's going to sound crazy, but like, I wasn't thinking about how, what I was eating was affecting the baby. I was just like, oh, I'm pregnant. I can eat whatever, whenever. Did you have that thought? (laughs) So I really had that with my first baby and the doctor actually told me, she was like, you're gaining too much weight. Mm. And so I really backed off with my first baby and I only gained, I did not even gain that much. But after that, I think I only ended up, that was maybe when I was like six or seven months, I only ended up gaining like five to seven more, more pounds to the point where she was like, okay, now you're like not gaining weight. Mm. Um, because I've always held a lot of stock in like my weights and what I looked like. And so when somebody told me that I like took it again, my perfectionistic brain was like, Oh, well then I better be all in on following her rule or whatever. And so, um, with my second baby though, so my first baby was a girl. I had a really easy pregnancy. I felt great. My second baby was a boy. I was really nauseous and had a lot of morning sickness. And so I, always was eating to kind of make myself feel better. And then I think I just kind of went into that mode where, yeah, where it's like, oh, well, this is the time. Like, it's not a big deal. I gained so much weight, but I was so physically, I just remember being so in, much in physical pain. Plus I also have like a three and a half year old at mm-hmm. the time too. Right. So just trying to keep up with her, but for sure I had that mentality of like, okay, now I can just do whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So So tell us more about, you said you changed your relationship to food, right? Like since you, so you went through this weight loss, you lost 85 pounds, but in a very strict way where you were like hard on yourself and, and then you, uh, you came to coaching and you understand now how to, how you changed your relationship with food. What does that mean? So I used to look to food a lot to fill the void of my emotions. So whenever I had negative emotions, um, like if my kids were being stressful or I felt out of control, like I feel, um, a lot of chaos in my home, you know, I have a daughter and two boys, my boys are six and four. So it's loud and it's chaotic. I used to turn to, um, food or alcohol to kind of like numb out. Like I just can't handle more thoughts. Like I just can't handle this. This is too much. 
that was one thing. Um, the, so I learned how to allow my emotions instead of turning to food to kind of fill that void, Um, not really fill a void, really just numb myself out. Right. Mm, Yeah. And then the biggest thing for me was really looking at the associations I had with food. And, um, I had a lot of thoughts, like I should be able to eat whatever I want. And I just want to be skinny and like, I can't stick to a plan. It's too rigid. And a lot of those style thoughts around, like, I just love food. Like I don't like to be hungry. And so I really looked at those beliefs and started to question a lot of my internal thoughts about food. And from there, I started to look at food differently. So it was kind of the combination of changing my relationship, looking at food differently, really questioning some deep seated beliefs I have, um, and learning how to allow all the emotions instead of turning to food. Hmm. Okay. So this is really, I think, relevant to my listeners because I think a lot of us, you know, as moms, we feel stressed, we feel overwhelmed, we feel, you said, powerless. I mean, I too will turn to chocolate is my, um, <laughs> my drug of choice, right? Yeah. To escape those negative emotions. So what do you mean when you say, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, but um, how would you describe allowing your emotions? Yeah. And I think there's actually two parts to the food. So the first part is I always have my clients ask themselves, like, what self-care do I need? So a lot of times for me personally, if I'm tired, I will turn to food. Like if I have gotten a bad night's sleep, because what am, what am I, my four-year-old was up multiple times a couple nights ago. And I noticed I really want to turn to food during the day then because I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's actually like, I probably just need to go relax or, um, I tend to be extrovert introvert. So I am very extroverted, but the way that I recharge is through being alone. So I'll always ask myself, like, what self-care do I need right now? Is it that I'm hungry or mm-hmm. do I need to go down? You know, do I need just a 10 minute break by myself? Do I need a little bit of rest and relaxation? Now as moms, we don't always get that right. Like I can't always just like leave the room if stuff's happening, but I try to connect with what self-care. The other part is my brain tends to move really fast and I go in and out of feelings really quickly. So I really have to be intentional and mindful to pause again on my house can be really chaotic. Um, and I get really overwhelmed and I, the way that I handle that is shutting down and I'll just, yeah, turn to food and just like numb out. It's like, Oh, mommy needs a break. I'm going to go eat cheese and crackers over here, you know? Yeah. So I have had to really learn the practice of pausing. I literally stop and I'll ask myself, what am I feeling and where? So a lot of times like with overwhelm, I feel it like in my chest and like my heart's beating fast, but my stomach's kind of in knots. And I just want to like get out of it. Like, I just want peace. You know, for me, peace is like internally uh, calm, internally centered where things just feel natural. So when I'm overwhelmed, I have to really breathe through that. And so the two questions, like I said, are always like, what am I feeling and where, Mm -hmm. And I give myself a minute and I kind of just breathe through it. I kind of have to shut my eyes sometimes. And I just, but even just the identification of where in my body has really helped me because then it's like, oh, this is just a vibration. It's happening. 
Um, I see it a lot with my kid when my kids have negative feelings too, right? Like as moms, we, I think that we don't want our kids to have negative feelings, but we're like, Oh, like, it's okay. Like be happy. This isn't a, like, I used to always say, this isn't a big deal. Right. Right. Oh, or, or what do we do when our kids are unhappy? We give them something to eat. Yes. Sure. Have yes. a, have a cookie. This will make you feel better. A hundred percent. I've had to really watch that because a lot of times what I want to do to celebrate or to make them feel better. Yeah. I was like, let's go get a cake pop from Starbucks. Let's mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Have a cookie. And I, because I can't feel my emotions that come up when they're feeling negative emotions. That's the first thing, but then mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not teaching them tools either. I'm right. teaching them to turn to food, right. To make them feel better. So it's been so fascinating on both facets of first, we have to be able to learn how to take care of our own emotions and be okay that our kids are having negative emotions, right? Like, cause what comes up for me is I'm like, Oh no, like, I don't want them to feel this way. Did I do something wrong? You know, like I have all these negative emotions. I don't know. A lot of mine are like, I don't know how to handle this. Right. And then they're trying to process and learn it too. And I'm teaching for a long time. I was just teaching them to buffer it. Like I, I used to tell mm-hmm. my girlfriends, do you know how many times I say it's not a big deal? A thousand times a day with my daughter. I'd be like, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Cause I don't want her to feel anything. Right. And right. I was like, oh my gosh, she's having feelings. I'm just completely discounting them. And so it's been definitely a learning experience on all fronts. Yeah. But so good that you are going through this and being able to help your clients go through it too. Totally. Totally. And I think as moms, especially like you hit the nail on the head when you said our biggest stressor usually is our kids, right? Or if you're working moms, you'll have work stress at work. Then you come home, you have stress at home and you just feel a lot. And one way I know, like with my girlfriends that we're always like, Oh, it's, is it happy hour yet? Like the kids are crazy. I need wine. I need chocolate. Mm-hmm. I, you know, mm-hmm. we're always going to that. But then what happens is afterwards we internally beat ourselves up and we feel worse about ourselves. Cause we're like, Oh, now I don't feel good. Or we're foggy in the morning or like, we don't, we feel like full and yucky. Yeah. And then it just perpetuates the cycle instead of learning how to deal with our emotions in the first place. Yes. So important. Tell us a little bit about who you, who you work with and how you help them. So I work with, um, women that have really been yo-yo dieting. So usually they have like around 20 pounds to lose or 20 pounds or less to lose. So maybe they never lost their baby weight. Um, maybe they've gained weight through COVID, right. And they just can't figure it out. So, um, what they tend to do is they've tried like weight watchers, keto, paleo, and they'll do it for a while, but then you know, something will happen. They'll either have too much stress. They'll have a vacation or whatever, and they'll fall off and they just can never find the balance because they're really creating, um, a strict regimen that isn't sustainable. So I really teach them how to lose weight without being perfect, how to still enjoy your foods, but in moderation and still lose weight. I think we have this misconception that it's like, well, if I I'm going to eat healthy. Like I'm never going to be able to enjoy the sugar cookie or the wine or whatever. And so we feel really deprived and that's definitely not the case. I eat cheese and crackers. I drink wine. I have sugar cookies, right. But I do it in a very intentional 
moderate way. Like I used to be where I'd eat five sugar cookies and then I wouldn't eat a sugar cookie for six months. Right. Well, now <laughs> I, um, eat them more intentionally and in moderation. So I might have one. So I teach them how to do that. And then I teach, I think the main thing that I really work on is loving themselves right now. Uh, when you can really love yourself, then you want to honor your body. You want to honor your word. You want to become the person that can stick to their plan and that can feel their emotions. So after you learn how to really love yourself and kind of live harmoniously with that inner bully, I show them how to change their relationship with food, how to allow all their emotions instead of, I learn, I basically teach them how to stop emotional eating. And then I teach them how to create a plan that works for them, their body and their life, and then how to stick to that plan and how to become consistent. So I think we think like consistency, and this is like really good with kids as well. I think we think consistency is like perfection. Like, oh, well, I'm going to stick to it every day and I'm going to do the same thing. And it's like that true consistency is actually falling off in your ability to get right back on. Mm. And when you can do that, right. It's like, like, I'm never going to yell at my kids. And then the one day you yell at your kids, you're like, what's wrong with me? And then you just start yelling all the time. Right. Well, it's like, of course you're going to yell at your kids. It's your ability to move forward the next day and like, forgive yourself, show your kids that you make mistakes, but continue to work towards not yelling as much. It's the same with food. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because I just had a client session yesterday where the mom was telling me she went backwards or she was regressing, but I, but she did. And I said, no, that's never the case. We're always moving forward. We're always progressing. Right. But, um, what she did say was that she was so proud of herself that she recovered so much more quickly from yelling at her kids. Like it wasn't, you know, then the whole day was ruined. Like she got right back up and kept on going and the rest of the day was fine. So, um, yeah, it is very similar to when we have, a reaction to our anger and the reaction is to yell. And with food, it's a reaction to an an emotion. And instead of dealing with the emotion, we eat. Yeah. Um, Well, and it's very similar with like, if you've ever been like in a binge or like a angry storm, right? Like I remember I would get so angry sometimes at my kids and I could like almost see myself outside my head being like, don't say that. Like, mm-hmm. that's like, you're going too far, you know, right. and it's kind of the same with eating where like you, I will see what used to see myself. Oh, I'm like, yeah. okay, don't eat that. Like, this is too, like, you're going too far. <laughs> right? They're very similar. Right. And it's like learning that's not ever not going to happen, but it's your ability to not set in it for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. Then you go down to 50, like your ability to stop yourself right away. Like you're mm-hmm. never, it's not that you're never going to have the urge to go and binge or like say really mean things to your kids. But I think what coaching has really helped me with is that I can have that urge and I don't have to act on it. So now when I get really angry, I don't say like the mean thing, like what's wrong with you or what, you know, I'm able to pause and calm myself down and, and connect with what I, how I want to show up. And it's the same with the food. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's helpful to know that it's going to show up because you have a human brain mm-hmm. and, yeah. and the way that you talk to yourself when it does show up is, or, or after you do the thing that you do is the most important part, right? H- how you then treat yourself. Oh, I yeah. made a mistake. That wasn't how I wanted to show up. Let's try again. Totally. Um, how you forgive yourself. I think yeah. we have this misconception that if we guilt and shame ourselves into it, we won't do it again. 
but that's actually the exact opposite. It's almost like if you think about, and it's the same for parenting or eating. It's like, if you think about staying on a straight line, right? Like that's what guilt and shame does. It's like, you can only do this. And if you ever fall off, you just like beat yourself up and you speak really mean to yourself and you're, you know, you don't forgive yourself. And so what that creates is you never want to fall off that straight line. And Mm -hmm. so you don't really take risks and you are, you know, you fear your own emotions, you fear your own self, as opposed to compassion and grace looks like a winding road. Like you fall off and you get back on, but there's um, more compassion and grace. And I find like, I'm able to be more playful because it's like, um, I'm just not as afraid of my own emotions anymore. Um, I don't, if I do get upset with my kids, it's not near as bad and I have a lot more acceptance for it. So it looks a lot more windy and messy Mm -hmm. and, um, it's just such a better way to live. Yeah. And it sets a better example for your kids. Um, you said earlier, you, you said, you know, something about you help your clients love their bodies now. And I'm curious because I'm, I'm always trying to think like my listeners, you know, what, mm-hmm. what they, what questions they might have or what they might be thinking, how can you love your body now if it's not where you want it to be? And like, you're thinking that, well, I'll love my body when I lose the weight. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. tell us a little bit about how can we shift that mindset? Yeah. And I, I love this one because that was my thought. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be so much happier. I'm going to love my body. Everything's going to be great. And then when I lost my body or when I lost my body, when I lost the weight, (laughs) I still had the thought like, oh, this is like, I would look at pictures and be like, oh my gosh, this is what's wrong with me. Like, this doesn't look good. Like I was still very critique critiquing of myself. Mm-hmm. And it's because I didn't change my internal dialogue. I thought that by losing the weight, I would just change internally. And it's, that's not the case. And I think that's a misconception that we all have like, oh, when we lose the weight, our life will be better things. You know, I used to actually think like my kids will act better because I'm, you know, <laughs> it's like, well, that's never happening. <laughs> uh, but it's so funny, the little tricks that your brain plays on you. And so The first thing is if you don't love your body now, I guarantee if you lose weight, you're not going to love your body losing Mm -hmm. the weight will not, because I mean, I could right now I could list off probably a hundred things that I don't like about my body and I'm at the, my weight that I want to be at. So it's really about noticing. I think there's two things. So it's anticipate your brain is going to have those like, Oh, that doesn't look good. Oh, I don't like that. And not letting it be a problem. So I think about it like your thoughts, almost like clouds. So it's like, here I am sitting on a cloud and this thought comes in. It's like, Oh, my stomach looks so bad. Right. And instead of just like attaching to it, I just let it float on by. But what Mm -hmm. happens is we like jump from cloud to cloud. It's like, my hair looks horrible. Like my nose is too big and my stomach. And we just go from cloud to cloud. And what I teach my clients is just to let the clouds float by. Like, it's not a problem that my brain wants to think that my nose is too big or whatever. So that's the first step is just anticipate, like it's going to come up those you, you will have those thoughts and it's not a problem. The second step is one of the things that I love to do that I heard from Mel Robbins is it's called the high five habit. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I do this daily. And if you high five yourself in the mirror, 
completely naked, you cannot have negative thoughts. Like you're like, and I've tried it. Your brain won't do it. Like it's like, so every morning I do, I'm always like high five. And immediately my brain's like, you're awesome. Like you're going to have a great day. Like I, it just creates positive thoughts. So I've been doing that and that has really helped. And then the other thing is I just focus on the parts that I do. I mean, I have to, again, and I think this is the most important part is you have to do it on purpose by nature. My brain's not going to be like, you're so awesome. Oh my gosh. You look so good. I love you so much. My brain's not going to give me that. And I think I was waiting for that for a long time. And so when it, it wasn't happening, I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, why don't I love myself? So I think it's mm-hmm. like, I can have negative thoughts about myself and it doesn't mean I don't love myself. That just means I have a human brain. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, I, but I make time. It's almost like a gratitude journal at the end of each day. I write down five things that I like about myself every day on purpose. Like, I really like this about my, like I have really small ankles. So I always use that one. I'm like, my ankles just are so good. They look really good. Like in these type (laughs) of shoes or whatever, you know? Uh And so I really focus on that. And then the more I've done that, the more the negative thoughts do lessen. And I, I don't even know if they lessen or I just don't notice them as much. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is, if I'm getting this right, is that it's not something that is going to come naturally necessarily because our brain is always looking for the negative. Right. But when we practice and make a point of being conscious and intentional about what we focus on and then, and practice those thoughts, they get stronger, right? It's kind of that, um, the analogy that I used a couple podcast episodes ago about building mental strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and practicing with these kinds of, you know, repetitions. So that's, that's good to know. And then can we just go back to the whole high-fiving yourself naked thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good. You just glossed right over that, but I I'm know. like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> okay. It's so, so good. Well, and before you do that, I, I actually think the very first step is all acceptance. So like how you said my, um, by nature, like your brain will show the night, like have negative thoughts. I think a lot of us really resist that. And it's like, just accept it's like, yeah, I don't love every part of my body and it's not a problem. I think we, I think a lot of my clients, cause they have that perfectionistic brain are like, oh, well I should love every part of my body. Or it means I don't Mm -hmm. love myself. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, no, like there are parts of my body that I don't like. And there are parts about my body that I do. And, Mm -hmm. and oh, my overall is that I'm choosing to love myself now. What that means is I have to accept that my brain doesn't give me those thoughts on purpose, but it's not a problem. So I think it's almost like just pure acceptance. It's like, oh, my brain does this and it's fine. But also you can learn to love whatever part of your body too. A hundred percent. But I think it has to start with the acceptance instead Uh of like the fighting of it. I think we tend to fight. Like when we see a picture of ourselves and your brain may give you like a complaint, then we're like, oh. I don't want to hear that. You know, like you start to have this kind of internal battle because you think like, that must mean I'm not doing it right. Or I don't love my body. It's like, no, your brain's just being a brain. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and that's when you can just accept it. And then from there, you can really start to accept every part of you. And I think too, it's like really looking at your internal body versus your external body, right? I do a lot of internal work on who your like your heart, like who your heart is not like your external body isn't who you are, mm-hmm. right? So we do a lot of work on like, I call it like your, your heart versus your ego and that kind of stuff. 
but so, so going back to the high fiving naked. Yeah. <laughs> is really good. Yeah. Well, so I read, I read her book, the high five habit, and it really, um, affected me, especially from a place of like weight loss and not is that loving- all it's the high five habit is, is, is that part of it or there's more to it? Mm-hmm. No, it's, that's the, you start with high fiving yourself naked every day okay. in the mirror. Okay. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard, I've heard of her book, but I didn't know that that was what it was. And okay. there's all this research on it. And it really does like your brain cannot have a negative thought when you're high fiving. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. So you're supposed to write when you get up, you're supposed to, um, I think it's, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to be naked or like whatever you're in, but like you're supposed to just high five the mirror uh-huh. Uh-huh. and, um, to start your day. And it will create the, a positive association with your reflection. I'm going to have to try this. This yeah. is, it's so good because every day, like I even do it, like I immediately smile and usually my thought is like, you're awesome. Or, you know, cause like, think about when you're giving high fives to other people, you're like, great job. Like you're killing mm-hmm. it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's the associate. So my brain has that association. So now I'm building that association with my reflection. It's, re- it's really great. Like it's been, and it's really quick and easy. And so, okay. All right. And I'll, put, thing- I'll put a link to that book in the show notes for anybody yes, who's interested. It's so good. The other thing I'll add in there too, is I started doing it with my kids. Mm-hmm as a, um, form of like positive reinforcement, because again, then they're, you're not talking about the naked thing still, are you? No, we're not. I don't okay. make them be naked and I'm not naked. <laughs> all right, kids, we're all going to get naked and high five each other. No, no, um, just in general, because I want them to have that association, like that. I was always there like that. Just that, um, like my mom thinks I'm awesome type connection. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. My daughter high fives me and it hurts. And I'm like, Please. like she'll, she'll lift her hand and I'll be like, don't hurt me. I'm such a That's woman. how my boys are. They're like trying to like, um, physically hit me as hard as they can. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So this is such a fun conversation. I'm so glad you came on the show. Um, yes, tell so people where they can find more about you and, and, you know, maybe have a, um, what do you offer? Like a, a free consultation or something? Yeah. yeah. So okay. I have a four month program where, like I said, I show you how to lose weight for the <clears throat> last time. And <clears throat> I show you how to do it, uh, without being perfect. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. It's Allison Katie coaching. So I'll have you put that in the show notes. Cause my mm-hmm. uh, name is spelled with just one L and my last name C A D Y. But, um, yeah. And then I just offer free mini sessions where I talk, get to know you a little bit more and get to know your real struggles with food and give you a few tools and then tell you about my program. See if you would be a good fit. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. And, and this is a great time to have this show because I think, you know, obviously we just had all the holidays and the new year and everybody's like, you know, hopefully yeah. geared up to make changes and start new habits and stuff. So I think it's good timing. Um, and four months, that seems like a good amount of time to, mm-hmm. that's what I offer too, you know, like to kind of change your brain patterns and stuff like that is a good, good amount of time. Totally. And I think, I really think the tools in the first part where you, ch- the first part is learning how to change your relationship with food. You will actually start losing weight within five, seven days. I mean, that if you implement the tools that I teach you, yeah, then, um, the weight just starts to fall off. And I think that's, what's so beautiful about coaching in any arena with 
um, when it comes to motherhood or when it comes to weight loss is these tools literally, I mean, that have changed my life. Yeah. And, and so I'm so passionate about teaching them to others because it's just, um, I've, I had done years of therapy and I've done like, I've done weight watchers and paleo and keto and all the things. And this has literally been the one thing that has stuck and that has, um, just changed everything for me when it comes to food. Awesome. All right. Everybody go sign up for Allison's mini session and I'll talk to you guys next week. Yes. So thank you, fun. Allie. Thank you. Thank you, thank so, you so, so much, much for being here. Yeah. Thank you. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel calmer, more confident, and more at peace in your family and life, I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the exact life you want. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. And as your coach, I'll be there to support you every step of the way. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and sign up now.